Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. So, like I said when we started off the show, that uh, on this day, the 23rd of March in 2020, our president uh, announced the initial lockdown. Let's go back to that clip and listen to what we as South Africans thought was going to be a, a 21-day you know, reduce the curve effort, but it's been more than that. 365 days. Yikes. We've done it, South Africans, but this is where it all started. Our analysis of the progress of the epidemic informs that, that, us that we need to urgently and dramatically escalate our response. The next few days are crucial. Without decisive action, the number of people infected will rapidly increase from a few hundred to tens of thousands and within a few weeks to hundreds of thousands. This is extremely dangerous for a population like ours, which has a large number of people with suppressed immunity because of HIV and TB and high levels of poverty and malnutrition. We have learned a great deal from the experience of other countries. Those countries that have acted swiftly and dramatically have been far more effective in controlling the spread of the disease. As a consequence, the National Coronavirus Command Council has decided to enforce a nationwide lockdown for 21 days with effect from midnight on Thursday, the 26th of March. This is a decisive measure to save lives of South Africans from infection and save the lives of hundreds of thousands of our people. While this measure will have a considerable impact on people's livelihoods, on the life of our society and on our economy, the human cost of delaying this action would be far, far greater. The nationwide lockdown will be enacted in terms of the Disaster Management Act and will entail the following. From midnight on Thursday, 26th March, until midnight Thursday, the 16th of April, all South Africans will have to stay at home. And that was the announcement that was done by our president. I remember on this day last year, I was sitting and, you know, my heart was was pacing because I didn't know what this meant. I didn't know whether, you know, we'd be able to go and buy groceries when we run short of essentials. All South Africans, I mean, we, we remember how it was in the malls. People were stocking up. People and toilet paper was an issue. Everything was an issue. And here we are months later, a year later, and we are hearing that the effect and impact of the lockdown has really helped to reduce what risk we might have had um, when it concerns COVID, but the mental health issues have really, really rose very high. I'd like to welcome Casey Chambers, who's an operations director at the South African Anxiety and Depression Group. Casey, thank you very much for joining us this evening. Good evening. Thank you very much for having me. Do we have statistics, Casey, on how badly hit we have been as South Africans when it comes to mental health and the lockdown impact? 
So what we, we can report on, and it's something we've been monitoring really closely before the lockdown as it started and even now where we are today, you know, a year looking back, um, we at SADA can, can document what we've seen in the call center and the huge increase and in demand for our services. So we've directly seen that people's mental health has been impacted. You know, just before lockdown, we were receiving about 600 calls per day. And then the start of lockdown and, and the very first day of lockdown was the first COVID death that was reported in South Africa. And that also triggered a lot of anxiety and, and fear and uncertainty that this was now really real. Uh, and the first time that our country has gone into such a hard lockdown. And our calls literally doubled overnight. We were receiving over 1,200 calls per day. As it's progressed and, and as we've gone further into lockdown and the different levels, even to today, we receive well over 1,400 calls every single day. And that's just incoming calls to our helpline. It doesn't count the number of SMSs or emails or WhatsApp messages or social media. So to say that there's been a, a real impact on mental health um, of people living with a mental health issue before lockdown, but also those that their mental health has been so impacted by how COVID has impacted every single aspect of their life, from work to finance to fa families to just overall anxiety. The mental health impact has been huge. Sure. So in, in terms of uh, the reasons that people might be reaching out to you uh, to get help, um, have, have you noted maybe the top five or the top ten? So that if I as a South African or an A-teamer who's listening right now and I'm thinking, shoot, I didn't realize that there was such help. I could pick up the phone or go onto social media and speak to someone. Um, and I'm experiencing the same thing. At least I can note it. So perhaps if you can tell us what are the top five or top ten um, queries that come through uh, to your offices. And that's such an important point that you bring up is kind of looking out, you know, what are the signs and symptoms? Is that something that I'm going through? And I think a lot of people through this period have felt like, well, maybe I'm the only one feeling like this. Um, and there's so many people that have felt anxious or fearful or uncertain. And what we've actually seen is is the nature of calls or the reasons that people are calling have, have changed and, and developed, right? So just after lockdown, there was a huge amount of anxiety, people stressing about their financial situation, employment, depression, um, and, and family issues, and then suicide. And now what we've been seeing in, in the last couple of weeks, and especially with the, the back of the second wave, is our calls are now more related around trauma, loss, and grief. Anxiety and depression are still the most common reasons that people reach out. And then, of course, suicide. Um, so we have seen that, you know, people have really been impacted. And, and the common ones, anxiety, financial uh, issues or stresses, depression and suicide are often the, the, the leading causes or reasons that people are, are reaching out. And I think one of the things when we're looking back now and some of the most important parts that we try to encourage people is that it's it's okay not to be okay. It's a, you know, we all have in some way, shape or form felt anxious or nervous or down or just frustrated with everything that's going on around us. And it's okay to reach out for help. So you don't have to wait till you have severe depression. If you're just feeling overwhelmed and not coping, you too can also reach out for help. And it's getting help early on and talking about it and getting self-help tips that can prevent it from progressing into something more serious such as depression or PTSD or so forth. 
A-teamers, we are talking to KC Chambers uh, from the South African Anxiety and Depression Group, SADAC, and uh, we are looking at the impact that uh, the lockdown has had on us uh, due to COVID-19. And obviously, it's been a wonderful year. We've gone full circle. I'd love to hear from you as an A-teamer. What sort of you know, mental changes have you observed in yourself, your family members, your children since COVID started and the lockdown was announced uh, a year ago, exactly today. Please do call in on 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp 0614-104-107. On the line, I've got A-teamer Emmanuel, who's in Cape Town. Good evening, Emmanuel. Uh, good evening, my sister, and uh, good evening to your guest. Uh, if we if we can just say if I can just recall, Songi uh, uh, was on a program that very day that the president did announce, and uh, it was a very very shocking and uh, terrifying moment. I must tell you, because here the announcement is made. And you, you are, you are sitting down or stand or wherever you may be, looking at the future. There was absolutely nothing, no hope. You don't know where you are, where you are going. But I, as a Christian, you know, uh, well, you know, you know, when things like that happen, you are, you are, you are confused. Mm. But I, as a Christian, I did not allow myself to start. Thinking, what will I eat? What is going to be? All I just did was just in line with there is that song that was played that day by Songe in the program. Heavenly Father, Creator of heaven and earth. You know, I may not be very good in singing, <laughs> but but that song. After that song, I went on my news and I left. The whole, myself and everybody in South Africa in prayer, because otherwise, you you so someone can go mad, you know, the the, the the thought of how you are going to survive the next second, like right this way, the stores everywhere, everything too, we're rushing to buy things. So leaving myself to God gave me uh, a stronger courage that when I see myself today. I'm the are more stronger than that day that that program that the announcement was made. No matter what happened, you know, I I I have built up that courage to be able to face the future. And uh, well, and I thank your guests too, and for the good work they have been doing, and and SAFM also for the good work they have been doing. You know. <laughs> Emmanuel, as you're speaking, it, it, it becomes apparent to me that in trying times, w- those who have a spiritual connection, whatever they may call it, might find it easier to cope with trying times, especially like this. Thank you so very much for sharing your experience. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, it, I, I, I advise every living human being that whether in trying times, in good or bad times, please let us always remember God is the only one that can help us out in our situation. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Emmanuel. Let me go to Anonymous. Good evening, ATM Anonymous. To you, Patricia. Patricia, please send a shout-out to our your predecessor, Lady Malo, who lost her mom. Um, and, uh, you know, my condolences go to her and her entire family. 
you. Okay, now I, want to, uh, now I want to ask the question. You asked the question, how did we feel right, in, the, in the COVID-19? You know what I would have done? Every day, people warned me. I was right next to a COVID-19 person. I, was, uh, I said the last time I was assisting her because nobody wanted to go near that person, and she was all by herself. And uh, I prayed all the time. I prayed all the time and asked God to keep people away from this dreadful illness, uh, keep me away from the dreadful illnesses that's coming. We don't know where it's coming from, how it's coming, and we don't have facilities to facilitate uh, people. So God is most powerful to go to whenever you have a problem. And take it one step at a time. Don't be depressed. Don't put depression first. Take it one step at a time. Always smile. Always laugh. Uh, you know, make jokes. And uh, be happy. Even if you've got nothing, even if you glass, got a glass of water, just drink the water. If you've got nothing to eat, drink a, got, uh, a glass of water, a few glasses of water. And God is the provider. God is the means for every one of us. He understands our situation better than we understand ourselves. Oh, thank you so very much, Anonymous. You know, that's why I and, and always did that, and I think that's the right way to go, like your earlier uh, caller also mentioned. And I think it's the right way to go. So, Anonymous, uh, did, did you contract COVID-19 while looking after the person who was... Uh, no, no, I didn't. Very I didn't, and I went to the hospital, and when I checked um, after a few, uh, three days later or four days later, uh, they said it was, uh, I, I didn't have COVID-19. My, my um, uh, test was the same as previous months. Sure. Wow. Yeah, and well, I was touching the lady because nobody wanted to go near her, and then she wanted water, and then she lost her husband. She was under depression. She was screaming and crying and saying all sorts of funny things. I had to calm her down and, you know, and tell her, no, you know what, you, you have to accept the loss. It's, uh, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, have trust in God. God knows what he wanted, and, and he took what he wanted. Right, so look at you. You're much older than the person, but, the, but you are surviving, and that person you lost. Mm, so you. it's just in the hands of God of who he wants and what he wants, and when he wants, he will take. Excellent. Thank you very much Thank for sharing, Anonymous, and also for being so selfless to look after those who are in need. Continue the good work. Let me go to Colin. Colin, good evening. Good evening, Patricia. Oh, Atima, how did you cope when the lockdown was announced? No, you see, uh, I'm going to deviate away from the lockdown. I want to go, I want to ask a question. Before the lockdown, depression has been there years and years before the lockdown. I would like to ask your guess, can one live with depression without knowing it? And what are the symptoms? Um, in other words, like myself now, um, what will give me the signs that I am suffering from depression? So can I listen on the radio? Yes, go ahead. Go um, you know what I'm, uh, what I'm trying to get at? Yes, we get you loud what and clear. What are the signs? Yeah. And can mm. one, one have depression without knowing that you've got depression? Mm, thank you very much, Colin. Let's allow Casey to respond to that. Very important questions, I think, Casey. Absolutely. And I think, you know, this is one of the important things. Again, mental health and depression was there before COVID. And I think it's so important to also educate ourselves so that we can also look at what are the signs and symptoms? Do I have them? Um, how do I get help? Even identifying it in friends or family is, is really helpful. So the first one that you can look out for is a drastic change in eating or sleeping habits. So, for example, women might 
tend to comfort eat or eating more than usual. Men often lose their appetite. The food doesn't even taste the same. You also have a, a drastic change in sleeping habits, feeling constantly tired, no energy, sleeping all the time, but waking up even more exhausted. You also find in some cases, people cannot go to sleep and they have insomnia. Some of the other signs and symptoms that you could look out for is just a loss of interest in things that you used to enjoy. So doing things, hobbies, just doesn't bring you the same joy or pleasure anymore. Um, feeling irritable or agitated. Feeling quite hopeless all the time. From the moment that you wake up to the time that you going be- go to bed, it's almost, and it gets worse each and every day, and it lasts for more than two to four weeks. You might have other symptoms like withdrawing and isolating from family and friends, not wanting to be around people, um, and sometimes you might even have physical symptoms. You know, again, depression is an illness that affects your brain. Your brain is an organ of your body. Um, with depression, it actually changes the chemicals in your body and how your body functions. So you might have digestive problems, cramps, back aches, neck aches, headaches, more than usual, and there's no other physical cause to to relate to it. When you tie and have all these join the dots um, and you're thinking, well, maybe what has happened recently to contribute to me feeling like this? Um, What are some of the problems that I'm dealing with? And if you just can't shake that feeling, if it doesn't go away, if you don't feel a lift in that mood for more than two to four weeks, then it could be signs or symptoms of depression. And and he also asked, can one have depression without knowing it themselves? You know, for so many people, and we often get this in, in you know in our helplines regularly, is that we're so not used to talking about mental health and depression. There's a lot of people who've never been taught the signs and symptoms. They've just always known that this is how they feel. And they don't talk about it because, you know, again, Especially cowboys don't cry, men don't talk about their emotions. It just is what it is. And people live with it for a very long time. And they often suffer in silence. They're too scared to ask for help. They don't know who to speak to. They don't know if what's happening to them is even real. Um, So we have spoken to people who have dealt with depression or had symptoms of depression for a very long time. And they've learned to, to function and to live with it. And, and when we actually start to link them to help and to resources and, and to get them treatment and they can feel that mood lifting and they can feel better, it's such a big change for them um, and, and what they're used to. So, yes, people are, are very can be very used to living with it for a very long time. But in most cases, we know that undiagnosed or untreated depression is not going to go away overnight. It's not something that you can think positively and it goes away or, you know, go have a nap and and wake up. And these are often the things we hear from other people, right? You know, think positively, pull up your socks, um, you know, just just think better or pray harder. And it doesn't go away overnight. And this is where we have to realize that depression is a, a real physical illness that needs real treatment. And in some cases where the depression gets worse, um, you know, other problems might make the depression feel worse. It can lead to more serious things. You know, undiagnosed and untreated depression is one of the leading contributing factors to suicide. So it's really important that if you do have symptoms or you even worried like, do I have these symptoms? Do I have depression? Reach out for help. Get, get some help and support. Um, you also deserve to, to feel better. Um, and, and, and that would be my, my message to the caller as well. 
Let's go to another A-teamer, uh, KGM. Good evening, KGM. Missed you. <laughs> good evening, Pat, and good evening to your guest and to the listeners. Uh, Pat, sometimes uh, one needs to just listen and pay attention so that there can be that thing of, of being missed, you know. Ah, so okay. uh, when when I disappear, don't worry. I'm not I'm not far. I'm listening. Ah, okay. That gives me comfort. Thank you very much, KGM. <laughs> Look, let, let me let me put a spanner to to this this conversation. Um, when the announcement was made, I was anticipating it um, because I had been talking to uh, a few of my associates and and family that is abroad. Um, and I knew, like I know now, that we were being taken for a ride. Call me whatever you you want to call me. Um, the, 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 the news, the reports are still saying COVID-related fatalities, COVID-related deaths. They are not saying COVID death. Until such time that they say covered death, and we know the legal implications thereof. There's a reason why the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical companies that are producing the vaccine refuses to give guarantee of any sort. And we don't talk about these things. Um, I, I might not have facts that might convince people to believe on what I say, Patricia, I might have contracted COVID many times since it started up until now. But you see, the belief system is different. I'm a pure, pure and true as well as proud Bushman. Anybody can say whatever they want to say. I don't believe in anything Western medication. I believe in everything herbs, everything natural. Now, my parting shot. I am a doomsayer. Anybody can say that. It's fine. But there is nobody under the sun at the moment who can factually say COVID is responsible for the fatalities that the claim says it is. I know that I'm saying something that might sound controversial and make me sound naive. But challenge me with facts. And tell me why are they called COVID-related fatalities as opposed to COVID fatalities? I think I think that there's a debate that is not being taken upon. I think there's information that is not being shared with the people. There are countries that have not practiced anything COVID, as it were. The media deliberately does not talk about that, and there are. A lot of instances where media over-exaggerates what is happening. Lastly, I'm in the insurance industry. We see the people that claim. We deal with people so-called on the ground, on a daily basis. My uncle, your, your uncle, your aunt, whatever the case might be, you know they've been having a particular ailment. They pass on on that ailment. The death certificate comes saying COVID. You can't keep quiet. We've been dealing with this. The amount of trauma that the system is causing to people 
and it's not being spoken about, it's beyond measure. I wish I could say more, but this is the little that I would contribute to this discussion. Thank you very much, KGM, and uh, thank you for letting me know that you're always there. Casey, you know, in terms of um, what KGM has said, I'd like you to weigh in and also uh, bring in your thoughts around what Emmanuel and Anonymous said, um, pertaining prayer and, the, you know, how they got through because of their religious beliefs. Mm. No, absolutely, and it's so great to, to get feedback, and again, it just shows you how diverse our communities are and our people, so thank you very much to your listeners for, for weighing in, and I think, you know, just to touch on the, the power of, of faith and, and prayer, it can be incredibly important in a time of huge uncertainty and fear, it could bring a lot of peace to people, and, and the great thing is that there's so many different religions um, and traditions that a lot of people can find peace um, and comfort from. And again, as long as it causes no harm and it gives you some peace, I think that's really important. And I think what's also been really great for us to be able to reflect a year on is what worked for people. You know, we, we have a lot of people that reach out and will say, you know, connecting with loved ones. And again, in the time of physical distancing, that social connection, feeling connected to people that are meaningful in our lives is, is a huge, huge thing that as South Africans, we're not used to not having. You know, we're very social beings. We're very used to going out. And now with lockdown, we're saying, don't go out, stay at home, don't go and see people. It's, it feels very, very strange for us. So finding that social connection is, is really, really important. Um, people have tried all different things to to help alleviate the anxiety, the frustration, and to get them comfort. You know, some people have taken on pets. They've gone and done exercise or, or things that they haven't tried before. They've learned new skills. And I think that just shows you how we as South Africans are, are really resilient and, and we learn these different coping mechanisms, which really helps. And sometimes when you're having a bad day and you can't think of something to lift your mood, by sharing what has worked with you could help and give an idea to someone else to try. And I think this is why it's so great to, to hear from your listeners um, is having that connection to, to faith and to, and to their spirit. And, and I think that's really, really great. I think um, to touch on your, on your last caller, Katie's caller around, you know, all these different thoughts and ideas and stats. And I think it's, you know, there's so many different conspiracy theories out there. Uh, and often people share this out in the open um, and I think it's also really hard for families who have lost loved ones to COVID. Um, and again, when we're wanting to know if this is real or not, uh, you know, whether the stats are, are, are fixed or whatever, is to go to the hospitals and speak to doctors and nurses who are treating patients on a daily basis and ask them if this is something that's not real. And I think it's just having to, to be very careful the kind of information we're, we're reading and hearing um, and, and that negativity that we're possibly exposing ourselves to, especially during these really difficult times, is rather focusing on things that can fill our cup and fill our emotional cup and that can make us feel better during these difficult times. Let me go to another ATMA. Jay, good evening. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thank you. I know I've got a very few seconds to uh, compound, put all this together. I simply validate every single uh, the thing our guest has put forward. Yes, one of the greatest medium for me to get over depression was always listening to radio programs 
and all the religious uh, sectors I embrace. Uh, anybody ask me which religious group you belong to, I, I always tell them I am universal. And each one of these sectors, have, I have taken an essence from there and compounded it, and I used it very usefully. And I pass on this message to family and friends. I said, you know what? Radio is the only medium that helps us to communicate with each other. And not only communicating, we connect with each other, and that's mm -hmm. the greatest thing. And religiously, we all have our own ways in connecting with the divine. To me, for me to hear your voice and listen to you, I pray to God, but I will never meet and see God. But just hearing your voice, I can feel the divine from within you that I can connect with this divine within me. And that is the most beautiful thing when I can hear your voice because it's original, it's authentic. So how wonderful everything else around us we should feel about. Nature, the animals, the birds, anything that's living on this earth, we should really, really appreciate and connect to it. And that's what... Uh, I feel very sorry for the upper and middle class. They are the ones that most suffering because they enjoyed all the best things, uh, freedom. And But the people in the lower and poorer class, we continued living at the same level. We never missed anything, mm. really. Jay, thank you yeah. so very much for weighing in on this. And it's good to know that uh, we as an A-team family have always been companion to you and many others. And the same can be said. That's why we call ourselves a family. Thank you, Jay. A-team, let's go to your uh, voice notes that you have sent. Good evening to Patricia, the A-team as in your guest. Um, yeah, COVID has um, definitely affected people mentally. I've seen it from an observer's point of view where escapism, um, uh, chronic uh, boredom and then substance abuse, you know, that's been like a cocktail in the inner city um to basically escape what's happening mentally you know and i'm seeing it uh, happening from um you know people in the in the 30s and also trickling down to the youth you know younger than that you know and that's something that um needs to be looked at because um it's 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 actually scary when you you know when you view it not just to think about it how people are just um you know trying to cope with this thing but in certain methods that aren't healthy yeah thank you good evening my sister my name is Hepo Mashabela from Johannesburg Linesia South Flagfontein I just remember last year when the president announced the COVID-19 lockdown so we were scared and terrified shaking thinking that the world is coming to an end so we were so terrified but up to so far, we are seeing some changes. Uh, even though people are not uh, adhering from the lockdown regulations, some of them, they just uh, do it just because uh, they are in the mall or maybe seeing the police. But I just wish this uh, COVID could end and then go back to our normal lives. Thank you, Sissy. Hi, Patricia. Good evening to you and the listeners. I just want to mention that uh, nothing has been said about the vaccines for people with disabilities. Uh, I would like to engage with you. My name is Ian Naidu, founder of Itemba Labo Kobazikile. 
and I hope there are many other listeners with disabilities right now listening to this show. Please make mention of this on your show. Thank you, Patricia. You can- Hi, Patricia. I was the first blind disabled person to contract the COVID in 2020. For 20 days, I was in hospital. I suffered and it was a harrowing experience in the hospital itself. No help, being blind, not knowing where you are, the hospital staff, some of them don't care. Doctors are scared themselves. So please call me on 074-660-4426. I'd like to share some stuff with you. And this could be, and there are many people with disabilities that listen to this SAFM. Well, on other messages here, Nikki in Bumalanga says uh, the first day when I had uh, or heard about this uh, COVID, I felt like it was a dream. During lockdown, it was hectic, especially when I go uh, for shopping only to see four or five people. Uh, others are saying, good evening, Patricia and all A-teamers. I vividly remember the day when President announced about uh, taking the country into hard lockdown. It was on Thursday. It was like a joke by then. Uh, not knowing it will cause serious mass destruction. This is from Donald in Rustenburg. Really, uh, Casey, it's 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 been a tough time, and mental health issues need to always be put in the forefront, especially now. For those who need to get in touch with you at SADC, because I know that your services are free um, for those who call in and on social media. Please give us those details. Absolutely, and I think that's the biggest thing is is to reach out and, and get help. Um, you know, people can also go to our website and have a look at self-help tips, resources, um, just how to manage and, and the next step, especially when you're needing some help. So people can also SMS us and we can call them back and they can SMS us on 31393. If they're needing to speak to a counsellor on the phone, they can call us on 0800 456 789 0800 456 789 or visit the website at www.sadag.org or SMS us on 31393. We also encourage you to follow us on our social media pages. We share daily tips, resources, ideas just to help you manage and cope during all these difficult times. So find us on Facebook and Twitter at, at the SADAG. Um, and you can get more information every day. Thank you very much, Casey. And uh, always a great pleasure having you here on uh, the Late Night Conversations. Thank you so, so much for helping us really, you know, highlight a very important topic, especially during these times. So thank you always for, for your support. Excellent. A-teamers, Emmanuel uh, tried to hymn a couple of the words to the song by the OJs, A Prayer. Let's uh, go to it.